Welcome to Glory Days. A show dedicated to a time when rock stars roam the earth. I am Jumpin' Jack Chad and I am your host. Today we'll be talking about origins. Origins. The beginning. The beginning of what? I guess me, your host. Why I am who I am, perhaps. Because I can remember a time when you would go to a record store and you would uh, give the gift of music. You would go to the record store with the person in mind that you were buying the gifts for. It would, you would purchase music for that person. You would choose the music for them. Nowadays, you receive an iTunes gift card. Please keep them coming. I love iTunes gift cards, but it, you can see the difference, right? Uh, basically, you're giving somebody money to buy music. But back in the glory days, you would go to the store and you would browse through thousands of records. And you would choose music for that person. Now, the first album I can remember as a gift, the gift of music, was 1970-something. I'm not sure. I was a kid. I can't be responsible for all the details. You wake up, super excited for Christmas morning, and there it is. You know, you know it's an album because of the shape. It's a large square, thin, large square package. What else could it be? Maybe a calendar. No. Santa wouldn't give me a calendar. Santa would give me the gift of music. He's cool. So I opened up this present, and there it was. First thing that I saw, bottom center, was the demon, Gene Simmons, covered in blood. To his right, the lover, Paul Stanley, lead singer, rhythm guitarist. To his right, the spaceman, Ace Frehley, lead guitarist. And finally, Peter Chris, the cat, drummer, percussionist. The album, Kiss Alive 2. Consider this the alternate intro number two, Glory Days, a show dedicated to a time when rock stars roam the earth. We start each episode with a beer and a bad attitude. We have a special guest, John. He already opened his beer. I did. He did. Confirmation that beer is open. I will, for uh, the purposes of this podcast, in dramatic fashion, open my beer. Is everybody ready? Do it. Hey, Mike. Mike, my co-host. I'm gonna I'm gonna make the noise with my mouth. So no, yeah. don't ruin it. This, <laughs> I want this to be legit. <laughs> okay, fuck you. This, I have a bad attitude. <laughs> Hold on. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> do your do your impression of the the beer can opening. <laughs> All right. Or <laughs> mine was totally better. <laughs> I agree. Mine was more refreshing. What I think I do, I need to uh, formally introduce. My badass co-host Mike, because he is on the heels of back surgery. I was rocking too hard for the past decade, rocking way too hard, and I got a herniated disc rocking. So he had, too hard. You had your disc repaired on Friday. Yes, I did, and uh, yeah, I've been on uh, Percocet for a couple of days. I feel uh, I stopped taking it today, but for a couple of days, I felt pretty good. And now I don't feel so good, but I'm here now, and I'm ready to kick ass. Because that's what real rock stars do; they show up. It doesn't matter. You know, what drugs you're taking. It doesn't matter if you took heroin and you've been taking it for 10 years and you're fucking trembling. You got a fucking gig to go to, dude. You step up, you go to your gig. Chatcast is going on now. Oh, Mike, you had back surgery. No one gives a shit. The listeners want to hear you, Mike. Get in the car, drive to Chats, and let's get the shit on. That's right, and that's rock and roll. You know what? You know why, Mike? Because all you care about, all you care about is getting the audience off. That's right. Right? I mean, you I connect. Can, I want to come at some point, but you I want them to come first, <laughs> right? Uh, that's right, or, or something like that. 
There reminds me of something. Can you erase that part? <laughs> no, I can't. Is this thing on? <laughs> Hold on a second. This reminds me of something. Let me, let me load it. No, 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 no. You can trust him. Say what you want. He won't write it. Look, I work as hard or harder than anybody on that stage. Name that movie. You know what I do? Um, oh, I connect. That's Jason Lee, right? I get people off. Yeah. I look for the one guy who isn't getting off. And I make him get off. That's right, Mike. Actually, That's you. That is that me. You You're right. He stole that from me. And yet, why do I always end up feeling like I'm a joke to you? Yeah, Mike. Uh, I always yeah, felt that, you know? Tears over clown, my friend. Well, it is. Well, you listen, that's guys. Not, that's not from Chasing Amy, is it? That's from Almost Famous, I believe. Oh, my God. Sorry, Chad. That's all right, man. Listen, but before you guys got here, I had this thought about why there's no rock stars. Because I just described a time, John, when I was so excited to receive an album, I brought it into my bedroom, and I listened to it front to back, back to front to front to back, and I read the lyrics, and I read everything they had to say. And you felt connected to the artist. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes, yeah. I know what you're saying. Like, if, as, all, as far as I knew, Axl Rose lived on like Mount Olympus and was surrounded by unicorns. <laughs> you know? I'm like, I don't know. Is this even a real person? <laughs> you know? I'm like reading the thing, and you hear the news about him. And uh, yeah. Not anymore. Now he's on TMZ and he's walking around and he's overweight and he has a cane and, you know. Who are you talking about? Axel. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but he's always going to be backflipping off aircraft carriers and swimming with dolphins in our hearts. So That's true. Really That's true. And he has his own pair of Converse, which is pretty badass. And I was talking to this guy at the gym. His name is Dominic. Hey, Dominic. Oh, shout out to Dominic. Hey, Dom. Dom. I call him the Dominister. Uh, he suggested that maybe I call him the Dominator. Sorry. The Dominator. It's a good one. Uh, he suggested, if there's more than one, there's Dominatrix. Okay, sorry. No. <laughs> After telling him that I was concerned that my children are growing up without rock stars, he offered another perspective. It's a good thing that our kids are growing up without rock stars. I'm like, huh? Why would you say that? I mean, you're of my demographic. You, you like rock and roll. Why would you say? I, I, here's what I, I kind of agree with that because my favorite rock star one of them is obviously from the first episode is Liam Gallagher of Oasis and when I first saw Oasis uh, I didn't even I didn't really like him that much leading up to it then I saw them and he had so much attitude of like fuck you I don't even care if the audience likes me I'm gonna do whatever I want which is uh, really uh, engaging to me personally because he's like complete outlaw but you know try showing up at your job and having that same attitude I guess in the movie Office Space he manages to pull it off but outside of that, yeah, unless you work for yourself, that uh, that thing's not gonna, you know, that type of attitude of fuck you uh, to your boss is really not gonna get you very far, Chad. Yeah, but I feel like it's also a question though of escapism and like having that outlet to begin with. It's like you know, yeah, I mean, if you're showing up for a nine to five, you're not gonna, you know, say fuck your boss and break the copier with a baseball bat. But you know, I feel like it's healthy to blow off steam like that rather than like I don't know, actually punching someone in the face, you know. That's true. You can live a little bit vicariously through your rock stars. Yeah, but John, what happens in my scenario where (laughs) that's what I want to be when I grow up? Like, you know, my path was rock star, not doctor, president, where it would send me on a route of a route of education and being a model citizen. But no, no, John, I went over here. I want to be a rock star. So, you know, that was a time when bad behavior was uh, glorified. But, you know, it's only glorified if you're successful. For every Axl Rose who's like not going to get to play the show unless they get him like a cheeseburger, you know, on time. There's a bunch of guys in L.A. who never made it who like acted like assholes who, you know, work at the Guitar Institute or are homeless. I guess the only yeah. thing that really saved me was my father. You know, his his work ethic kind of rubbed off on me, so I did have this work ethic. So I wasn't a complete fuck up. Yes, I would go out and try to be a rock star at night, and I'd show up to work. Wicked fucking hungover, but I would show up to work because wicked hungover, son. Right. Yo, wicked hungover. So I don't know. Maybe Dominic has a point. So maybe, maybe your dad's the real rock star here. Maybe parents are the true rock stars. I think that's what the full circle. I think that's where we're coming in the segment, Chad. <laughs> really? Or not. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I feel like you have to... If you can manage not to let the persona take over your life, it's fine. I feel like the ones who really flamed out were the ones who just got totally caught up in the fame. Like, I mean, I think the perfect recent example is like Amy Winehouse's whole you know, self-destructive spiral. I think it was because, like, she let the destructive side of the rock star life, like, feed into her own problems and just, like, never actually dealt with, 
you know, her life issues, and then it just kind of, at a certain point, it was just over. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Like, you try to maintain some type of image, and then at some point, you're like, is that even me? I don't even know who I am yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly. Give me that bag of Coke. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, well, it's here. Might as well snort it. Exactly. If I don't, someone else will. And then, oops. You know? Yeah. Like, and that's when Chad just fucking swings by. <laughs> You're not going to finish that? <laughs> is this the 5 o'clock free coat giveaway? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so this, this brings me back to Almost Famous. Uh, that movie, I, re- I think that movie does a good job of showing what it's really like to be a rock star. And my, maybe I'm completely off on this, but it seems like it was pretty realistic. That, yes, it had all the sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but it was really hard, and it sucked a lot. You would fight a lot on the road, and it wasn't as glamorous as people think that rock star life is. But at the right. same time, I was still, I still would choose that. You'd probably get tired of it over many years, but you know, especially when you're young, like going on a tour and going to different cities and meeting different people and meeting different girls and you know, experimenting with different drugs and playing music. That'd be fucking awesome, man. Fuck, let's do it right now. Let's go. (laughs) You know, the best part of that movie was when Russell was talking to his mom and the kid's mom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I have it right here. Hold on. Listen to me, Mister. Your time doesn't work on me. I'm on to you. Of course, you like him. Yeah. He worships you people. And that's fine by you as long as he helps make you rich. Rich? I don't think so. Listen to we me. Si- He's a smart, good-hearted, 15-year-old kid with infinite potential. This is not some ape and mother you're speaking to. I know all about your Valhalla decadence, and I shouldn't have let him go. He's not ready for your world of compromised values and diminished brain cells if you throw away like... <laughs> compromised values and diminished <laughs> brain cells. Wow. That's big, awesome. big vocabulary from the mom. Keep him from his chosen profession, which is law, something you may not value, but I do. You will meet the boys on the other end of this telephone, and it will not be pretty. So now that you know that Kiss Alive 2 (laughs) was the album that turned me on musically, set me on a path to rock, hero worship, the rock star. So I asked John and Mike what album, what music turned them on, what's their first memory. And John, you pick... One of them was sublime, and nothing is more rock star than dying of a drug or alcohol-related injury. Was it a, a cause? Overdose. Overdose. <laughs> what happens when you die? The drugs and alcohol. Uh, you, you probably you could choke on your own vomit, and then you probably shit yourself. And you probably piss yourself. So it's actually not that glamorous, Chad. But uh, you know, oh. I'm pretty sure it was it was heroin for the. For the Bradley Noel. Yeah, I think he probably died. Of, yeah, heroin overdose on the bus. I think on tour. So, um, how did he die? I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. He uh, heroin overdose. Pretty, pretty standard. That's classic. Star. Classic. That's classic. How did? Uh, who's your favorite dead rock star? Jimi Hendrix is like my favorite rock star ever. So, and he's dead. So, I think that would qualify. John, favorite dead rock star right now. Go. Yeah, well, he already took Hendrix. Um, you can have the same answer if it is your favorite rock star. You have to yeah. compromise. I mean, he's the one because Santana's still alive, thankfully. So is he? Yeah. I mean, if he had died, him and Rob Thomas never would have gotten together, and we never would have had the greatest music <laughs> of all time. So I know, thank right? God. <laughs> you never know if we do. We have like if they're actually still alive, or they're still those. What do you call it? The Michael Jackson, the 
the virtual version. I mean, what do they call oh, that? The hologram. Oh, of the hologram. Oh, the hologram. Yeah, yeah, Tupac, right? yeah, the hologram of Tupac that showed up at like Coachella and everyone lost their minds yeah. in like half an hour. Dude, <laughs> if that was successful, imagine if Gem and the Holograms was real. What the fuck? They could do a world tour. I think mine was, uh, I think mine is, what's his name? Jim Morrison. There we go. Jim, Jim Morrison. Brain. <laughs> Kickstarter. The, the, my brain. The singer. Uh, that guy smart. who sang. Be smart today. There's no way to edit, my, edit it out stupidity, is there? Yeah, there's I'm going to start bleeping in like better words for myself. <laughs> Just do it in like. I'm gonna do that. It's gonna be hilarious. Just do it in like serious voice, so it's super obvious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cosmic. <laughs> give me some more. Give me some more good words, guys. John, you have a good vocabulary. I do. Use something. Use a fancy word now. Go. Don't be so verbose. <laughs> oh, verbose. Can you spell that? John, spell that. V e r b o s e. To the Z. Verbose, y'all. Boom. All right. One of my favorites. Got a verbose Marsha Lopez is less talking, more music, Chad. Your podcast sucked. But I'm like, Marsha, what do you know? What do you? Oh, yeah, right. She is a scientist. Forgot. It. And she knows what she likes. Well, if you want to listen to music, you can just download individual tracks. If you want to hear people talking and being uh, mildly entertaining, that's what a podcast is for. And this is a goddamn podcast, Marsha. And by the way, we are broadcasting... I guess quotes live from the belly of Washington, D.C. with the windows open so you can hear the sounds of the city. Sounds of the city here at the uh, Glory Days podcast. We can describe the scene. We have mosquito candles by the door with a sheet over it so mosquitoes don't go in. We have a disco ball covered with a straw fedora. Candles on the table, a Gretsch jumbo acoustic. Got Laura over there texting somebody. Who are you texting? Who the fuck are you texting? <laughs> <laughs> I'm play playing the role of Jella's boyfriend. Who the fuck are you texting over there? Let me see your phone now. Give it to me. <laughs> All right, Mike. Hold on. Pull down track. Pull down track. Boom. Well, you had a really funny one. What was yours? Oh, uh, I had two. So uh, I was probably first grade or something, maybe even kindergarten, and we were driving to Cape Cod for vacation in the Chevy Citation, <laughs> and there was no air conditioning. And we had vinyl seats, and I'm about to die. And I'm listening to this old, uh, my brother's throwaway Panasonic Walkman. Citation. And uh, on the, the mixtape were a couple songs. One of them was Billy Joel Pressure. That's not the song I'm going to say. Boom, 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 but this boom, song boom, in particular boom. really struck a chord with me. And it's going <laughs> to seem pretty non obvious, but when you hear it, it'll sound obvious because the guitar is so slamming. It is ZZ Top Sharp Dress Man. Check out the riff. Yeah, dude. Listen to that fucking riff. Chevy Citation. Can you remember like the advertising for a Chevy Citation? Like, was there a commercial? Probably had this song. <laughs> you want to cruise? You want to pick up chicks? Nothing says sexy like a Chevy Citation. Why would you name your car after what the speeding cops give you if you screw up? Like, what? Coca coca <laughs> cocaine's a hell of a drug in the 80s. John, you bring up a very good point there with that, the naming of the... Uh, hey guys, John from Marketing has a really good point about the, the name. <laughs> fuck John, dude. Let's do some more blow. <laughs> we we're going to call it the citation. Fuck it. Go fuck him. Get, see his easy top. We'll do the song for the commercial, okay? They're I'm down. They're down. So it was this song. And then I love when I got a little bit older, which was probably like third grade maybe. Yeah. The first tape I ever bought was probably at Sam Goody at Montgomery Mall, unfortunately, which was extremely overpriced. But I, I watched the first time Yo! MTV Raps was on. I fucking watched it. I, I was down with Yo! MTV Raps from the beginning. It scared me. Yeah. And this is one of the first songs they played. It was uh, Walk This Way. And uh, it revived Aerosmith's career. And it uh, took rap to the whole new level. Which level? Uh, like if it's like a seven-story building, which, which floor would you get off? I'm saying level 13, my friend. Yep. That's the level I'm talking about. And you know, and Adidas didn't even have to fucking you know sponsor them. And Adidas got a lot of uh, rep from this band, right? Yeah. Did like, they start? Did can they you start imagine the most popular band being like, "Hey, we're gonna wear your clothing." You'd be like, "Oh my god, thank you." Anyway, I interrupted you, Chad. Sorry. I'm used to it by now. <laughs> <laughs> did they start selling Adidas shoes without the laces? Because that's how they wore them. Probably in some neighborhoods, not in Bethesda. 
because uh, that you know not having laces is you know it's very imprudent. You could get hurt. Your shoe could come off. Uh, a lot of bad things could happen to you. You got a little child there, Chad. All right. Here's so what, here's what kills me about that track, though. Not only do they manage to pull off just randomly inserting a nursery rhyme and making it sound badass, but they drop an electric guitar riff in the middle of a breakbeat, and it works. It's just like, how high did you have to be to think that those ideas were viable? You gotta be hanging out with Rick Rubin. Work? Rick Rubin. Like, that's the answer. Rick Rubin is a madman, and I love him for it. Oh, it was really deep, John. Thank you. I was just about to do some mom jokes, but I can't because <laughs> I can't make fun of your mom. I know her too well. And <laughs> same, go, same goes here. <laughs> and it was funny because I used to make fun of your mom all the time. I know, but and then I we had can't. that one weekend. And it's like, oh, I guess that's over. I can't make fun of your mom anymore. <laughs> Damn. Once you all put right. a face to the name, it's all over. Do you guys want to hear something stupid? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Do you guys want to hear something stupid? Once you put a badge with a badge, what? <laughs> I just made that up. Pardon? I don't know. Yes, Chad. Stupidity? All right. So I was, when I, before you guys got here, I was pulling up those tracks like from The Almost Famous. And I, I remixed this. Hold on. If you like it. I get people off. I, I, I get people off. I, I, I get I, I, I get people off. Let's loop it. I, 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 get, I, I, I love this dude. This is this is unbelievable. This is real I art here. Thank You're you. a goddamn artist. I get people off. Thank Still you. better than Tiesto. It is better than Tiesto. <laughs> it's pretty good. I like it. I want to see if uh, DJ Lisa Franks will take this and make a mix out of it. What? Oh, she's a friend. Uh, she's a friend. She's a DJ, probably going to... Well, I don't know who's playing tonight. Nice. So, yeah, so I told you I wasn't stuck in a time warp. I listen to this stuff, and I mix old, old, music, old music into it. That's what you got to do. So how does that go down when you actually hand it to her? Lisa, good news. <laughs> Look, I just came up with this sick track, okay? It's the guy saying, I get people off. I'm almost famous. I know you think it's weird, but tr you're going to trust me on this one. No, but listen to it. See? I mean, that's badass. You're dancing right now. Look at me. Huh. It's a good beat. It's like 122, 124. <laughs> I, maybe you have to be high. I don't know. You do. On something. Yeah. I think it's a good message. The song is a good message. It's saying that he's putting other people before himself. So I think that's a positive. Right. He's not going around getting himself off. Like, he goes around and gets other people off. Yeah. It's great. Which really, when you think about it, is what DJs are all about. I'll remix it. Later. Oh, wait. We're actually recording now. All right. It's the time of the show where we do name that tune. I need, like, a like Jimmy Fallon. I need the roots in here. Quest Mike, could you pick up? Drums. Oh, you, you can't. Your back hurts. You can't pick I up the guitar. I can't pick up uh, anything more than 15 pounds for two months, so uh, that's not going to happen. I mean, how are you going to pee? That's a great point. <laughs> well, that's why they have Craigslist. I found a guy who knows a girl who's going to take care of that for me, so it's all good. All right, John. So every episode of Glory Days, we do a name that tune. All right. So what we're going to do, John, is not answer right away. We're going to give the studio audience an opportunity to think about it in their head. I don't know if they want right. to shout it out once they know the Which answer. I'm not very good at He's Mike is terrible at it. <laughs> so what we're going to do, I'm going to play a few seconds of the song. You're going to shut the fuck up. Okay? What I'm going to ask you to do is... Does that shut... include me? Uh, Laura, can you start the timer on each? We'll say five seconds. Okay? Before they give the answer. And then you raise your hand. And then they raise their hand. It's very complicated. Song one. All right. Just hold your hands up. You ready? Wait, I'm... Oh, the way. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm confused. Okay, does anybody know what this song is? Song title and artist. You gotta wait for the vocal? It sounds like it could be Scorpions. Hmm, you can hear that. It's not. It is Scorpions, you dick. It's not. <laughs> John, any idea? Seems like there is, uh, back in, I guess, the late 80s when I was in a metal band, and even carrying into my funk band, I made a reggae version of this song. Doom. Chit, chit, doom. Chit. I have to find it because it's actually pretty bad, pretty badass. It's Cinderella. Nobody's fool. Oh my god! So right? Basically, Cinderella. 
Cinderella is trying to pretend that he's fucking in Scorpions. Really? Yeah, I'm telling you, man. See, I, I hear what you're saying, and now that makes sense. But I never made, I made, I never made yeah, that connection. Yeah, Tom, Tom Kiefer, man, that's the guy in Cinderella. He, yeah, he was going for uh, who's the lead singer in Scorpions? Klaus. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's going on outside? Can you hear it? Yeah, dude, it's fucking uh, stop, drop. I have a memory of uh, the singer for Cinderella. I got front row with Cinderella and Poison, and the thing that I remember most is his back knee. He had really bad back oh. acne. Tom Kiefer does? Yeah. Had a singer for Cinderella. Damn it. Yes. Bad back Dude, acne. I just I always pictured his back was like this muscular, like well oiled machine. That's so disappointing. <laughs> All right, ready? Song. I thought you were gonna say when he uh, the thing that happened at that concert is that he moved in his giant fucking uh, Cinderella sleeve because he had giant sleeve like hit you in the eye. But I guess that didn't happen. That didn't no. That did not happen. That's why but they say you should never meet your heroes, man. That's yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> Kill your idols, yeah. right? Right. All right, song number two. Again, Laura, Timekeeper. What was the timekeeper and key holder and was it, what was the one? The gatekeeper. And gatekeeper and key holder and you're com- you're confusing the Matrix with Ghostbusters and now I'm confused. <laughs> That'd be a good movie to kind of. I saw Matrix it. Three again today. That movie sucks. That's terrible. It's really bad. It's like the po- pos- the post I can't even say the word post apocalyptic. <laughs> I said it. That whole shit. It's like this is stay in like the Matrix and let's do karate. And then when they go to like the part where they have like the people inside the machine shooting guns, it just sucks. Stupid. Yeah, it's like right. a freshman philosophy course taken away too far. <laughs> yeah. No, no one cares. It's like someone gave him a hundred million dollar check, some freshman philosophy. Here you go. Here's a hundred million dollars. Go make your movie. Yeah. And even the the the, 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 the rocket ships that they have, like, what are they fucking operating on? They never even talk about that. Are they operating on like anti gravity principles, or they have like electronic. I don't know, man. It's probably some cold fusion bullshit or something. I don't know. That's, yeah. usually, that's usually the go-to. <laughs> oh, no, cold fusion, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I maybe, <laughs> maybe they got a flux capacitor? Yeah, we oh, talked about that. Geez. Phantom power. <laughs> Good news, though. Chad got phantom power. Uh, right? I'd like to announce to the podcast world that I did indeed invest in a preamp mixer that has phantom power. So I will be going back to Middle C in Tenleytown, Washington, D.C. to purchase my condenser mic. And we got some ghosts in my car engine. Now my car's working. So. Just oh, look, at there's a bug on my table. What kind of bug is that? Somebody eat it. Just like survive. Okay. Song number two. Timekeeper. Timekeeper? Timekeeper. Does anybody know title and artist of this tune? I'm going to guess Bullet Boys. Freaking out in front of a computer, and they know exactly what this is. Is that Don Dawkins? I fucking hate Dawkins. <laughs> How can you hate this song? Listen to it for a second. Doesn't that give you any excited at all? No, I, all I can think about is this fucking mullet. It's, it's not Dawkins. No, Mike? Look, if I was at uh, Albany High School getting ready for a football game like you were. Chugging Miller Lights in the backseat of a car, maybe, but I wasn't there, man. It sounds kind of like the intro too- song that they passed over for the Highlander TV series, and they picked Masters <laughs> of the Universe by Queen instead. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. It doesn't have it. It doesn't Princess have of the, the universe. Uh, man, song. I don't even know. I'm not sure you can be a part of this podcast anymore. <laughs> I mean, that was... Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't like George Lynch. Uh, he's basically a WWE wrestler who plays guitar on the side. Well, it's actually... Uh Tesla's modern day cowboy, so it's not even docking. Okay, you guys ready for song number three? Yeah, hey. I, don't, actually, I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah, these have sucked. I just yeah. Who, who are we? What what is it? Well, I, they <laughs> did they suck because I couldn't get them? The maybe. name that <laughs> maybe name that tune has been too easy up to this point for you. It could be, could be. Because uh, I know there's a lot of my friends from upstate New York that are gonna love these picks. This yeah, next one, I can see that Jeff Moore, maybe and Chris Wise, uh, Chris Wise actually. Upstate New York, here's a local hero. He now, I think I mentioned this before, he's a bass player for The Cult. I like and The for Cult Ace, a lot. And for Ace Freely. The Cult are awesome. I'm a big fan. I think he would, uh, knowing that he is a bass, a master of the bass, that might help you a clue to this next song. Master right. baser. Ready? Here we go.
Anybody? A Van Halen wannabe. <laughs> Billy Sheehan, David Lee Roth solo band. You wait for the vocal. You might get it for the vocal. like a uh, fucking 80s sitcom intro like if Magnum P.I. had a spinoff this would be like the fucking theme song dude Mike Mike and Jeff Upstate New York give me your answer Mike and Jeff from Upstate New York you know call in right now 1-800 I don't have a phone line hooked up that's right Addicted to That Rush by Mr. Big oh you said bass you said the bass dude Mr. Big is Paul Gilbert the, the, the set in that band and Billy Sheen Oh, Billy Sheehan's in that band, too? Yeah, Fuck. dude. And Eric Martin. I was going to guess Van Halen, cover band, cover band. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, well. It's like the local, whatever the local white Ford Bronco, too, Van Halen covers is. Hold on. We're going to open a beer. Okay. Studio audience. Real or fake? Could <laughs> that be eight? There we go. Option two. That was a good one too. That was like art imitates life. I'm gonna sell that as a sound effect in iTunes. I'm gonna cut that out and I'm gonna make a million dollars off that effect right there. People are gonna DJs want are gonna download that. I think you're, <laughs> you're you're limiting yourself. I think ringtones too, man. I think every way. All right, hold on. Except they never pay for samples. They never used to. All right, I'm gonna throw <laughs> you one here. I'm gonna throw you one. Song number four. You guys got this. All right. But give it five seconds. Timekeeper. Hands in the air. Oh, this is easy, dude. Shh. My God. I was, watching the, I was watching this concert last night. So I know Mike knows it. John. What am I allowed to answer? John, John looks like he's in deep thought right now. Can you come up with the band? Well, here's the, here's the course. That was John, by the way. Disgusting. There's women Mom. present. It's Motley Crue, looks at kill, dude. All right, yeah, I would Motley Crue, looks at kill. So it's a good thing I didn't say anything. Right? Embarrass yourself. <laughs> That's why I didn't say anything. Uh, so... I know Mike's not really enjoying this name that tune. I can tell already. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, must keep my mind off my back. Everything's cool. Everything's cool. <laughs> Describe the pain you're feeling right now, Mike. <laughs> it's like somebody went into my. On back. the on the Spinal Tap scale of one to eleven. Oh, I would say uh, this one goes to eleven. Really? You're in a you're in eleven pain mode right no, now. No, no, no. I'm cool. I'm cool. It's just it's just when I do any type of movements like this, like that, like that. <laughs> like any like any time I breathe or blink, yeah, if basically, I just, it if hurts. I can just stare at Laura. And not move, I'm fine. But well, she's easy on the eyes, is what she is. Exactly. Nice segue, Jeff. Easy on the eyes. Nice looks, she's got the looks that kill. Which is going to bring us to our <laughs> next song. Uh, what's that song called? Something Eyes? What's that shitty 80s song called? I don't know. I've got Hungry Eyes. Eric hungry Carmen. Eyes. Yeah, worst song ever. <laughs> Hold on, let's pause for editing. I'm like kidding. Okay, last song. This one goes out to John, man. He's going to throw a boner to you. <laughs> oh, God. And Jack. you're going to fuck it up. So, <laughs> How big is it? <laughs> oh, your mom's listening to this. Club inch record. <laughs> that, was, that was Mike doing his imitation of John. Joe and hey, guys, John, my mom is texting me. <laughs> How are you feeling today, Mike? Hey, uh, Mom! Is a surgical incision feeling better? More mobility? <laughs> what should I tell her? <laughs> fuck you, Mom. I'm in Chad's basement rocking. Mom, here's some lasagna! Mom, I told you not to come down here. More meatloaf. You're embarrassing Jesus. me in front of my friends. <laughs> guys, my mom usually is so lame. She doesn't usually do that. Sorry, guys. Sorry, bros. My dad owns Bruh. a dealership. 
Exactly. My dad is the ultimate set of tools. He's you a know, repairman. Bring it back. To some, some reason, I just said bra, and it brought me back to, uh, what was that movie with the girl surfers? Blue Crush? Yeah, I never saw that shitty movie because that's a Disney piece of shit. I can't believe you saw that. What a loser. Play the song, Chad. What? Fine. <laughs> Here we go. John, Mike, I don't want you to answer this one. I didn't want to answer it anyway. I have a bad Good. attitude. I'm turning your microphone off right now. <laughs> hold on. Can I do that? Hold on. Are you your microphone too? Go. Oh, 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 shit. Hold on. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. John, talk. I think it's all. Oh, yeah. I love the mix here. I can just turn, I can turn you the fuck off now, dude. <laughs> Go ahead. Try to talk again. Your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Song oh number God. uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. Here we go. I speak Spanish now. It's like I was in the Matrix and they just plugged me in. Now I know Spanish. Don't we all? Don't answer yet, John. This guy's definitely rock, though. Totes. John, any idea? Let it roll for a bit. All right. Gladly. Check, check. Am I, you got to put me back on. You're on, man. You're back on. I'm on? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. So that is uh, Nine Inch Nails, Head Like a Hole. Dude. And I had this comment. I ding, ding, had, ding, I had ding. Nine Inch Nails, but I didn't know the track. I saw, uh, I saw them play a few months ago. They played with uh, Soundgarden. And one of the things that was really noticeable is when they played this song, the, the girls dancing at the concert, you don't see girls move like that very often. It was like, what the fuck? Like something was unleashed. The inner primal spirit of all these girls got up and started dancing. It was, it was awesome. Needless to say, next time he comes into town, I will be at the show. What, what comes to my mind, the image that you conjured up up here in my brain was the scene when Jim Morrison in the Doors movie starts dancing, and it just turns into like this tribal sex dance around a fire. Remember that scene? That's pretty much what happened at Jiffy Lube Live. That's what I envisioned there. Yeah. My mind's eye. That's totally what happened. So yeah, dude, fucking Nine Inch Nails. They're the shit, man. I love them. Hey, so Mike, Guns N' Roses, we were talking about them a lot. Everyone, we agree that Guns N' Roses is one of our top three bands, right? Oh, for sure. I love Guns N' Roses. So for, for I, better and for worse. There's this, this quiz, you know, those with those BuzzFeed quizzes? Yeah. This wasn't really a quiz. It was more like, these are the songs that killed the band. And so one of the songs, I don't know if you know this. I do just, you know the song that killed Guns N' Roses? Yes, I do. Hold on. Do you do it? Yes. Tell me the story. It's Sympathy for the Devil. Tell me why. Because uh, Paul Huge Hug or whatever was one of, or Tobias, Paul Tobias was one of Axel's friends. And he uh, removed like part of Slash's track and played guitar on it. And then he, and Slash came in the studio and heard it. I was like, what the fuck? You're, I'm Slash. You're going to have your fucking friend from Indiana who doesn't know shit play my part? Guess what, Axel? You can take this and shove it up your ass. So who was the, re the guitarist that replaced Izzy? Uh, oh, his name was uh, Gilby Clark. So Gilby, uh, so he, his interview, his perspective, he didn't, get, he didn't even get asked to go into the studio That's knowing right. that Rolling Stones was his favorite band. Like, he was a huge Stones fan. And he goes, the band knew, like, the Stones were my favorite band, and they didn't even tell me the recording of the song. He's not on this track at all. And then Axel wanted Slash to play more like the original solo. He wanted to play more like the guitar player's Rolling Stone, who is... Keith Richards. Keith Richards. And, uh, and Slash is like, fuck you. I just played an amazing solo. Which, have we ever got to hear? Have we ever hear that solo? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Who, who, I never even listened to the song, to be we honest. You search that. I refuse to listen to the song. You're listening to it right I've now. I've never actually heard it. It was, it was the soundtrack of uh, Interview with a Vampire, I remember. Yeah, so this song uh, destroyed Guns N' Roses. Well, Axel destroyed Guns N' Roses. But yes. this was the... This Axel's is a, ego destroyed Guns yeah. N' Roses. So Mike had something about Guns N' Roses. I heard an interview with Steven Adler. Oh, cool. And uh, recently, I'm trying to think of the highlights. One of the highlights was he once had a competition to see who could get the most BJs in a day. What? <laughs> At the peak of appetite. 
That was one of the things. They were like, who can get the most BJ's in a day? And he said, and guess, guess what his number was? And he said, he said it didn't, it, it didn't matter if he like jizz because you know he can't. Right. Yeah. After a certain Come point. Come many times? So, yeah. So it was just, it was just about getting it in someone's mouth. That wasn't his. <laughs> guess what the number was? Was it 69? No, it wasn't that high. <laughs> what was it? 42. No, no, 11. Why was that significant? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, you're like you wait way too much credit. The way you're presenting, <laughs> I know. The way you're presenting is like guess how many. So I'm like, 100? Yeah, like, uh, maybe like, I'm, I'm comparing it to myself, sorry. I'm like, holy shit, 11. Like, I was one away. <laughs> for, for, for Chad, that's like, oh, yeah, no, just another day at the office uh, at the gym. Oh, yeah, right. Will Chamberlain over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought that was interesting. And then he also said, if they do have a reunion, he's going to be the last person they're going to tell, which I agree with that statement. <laughs> um, it was also interesting to know that he, um, you know, he, he got royalties from Appetite, so he's financially, he's, he's fine, man. Oh, yeah. He seems to be clean and sober, and uh, he did tell a story to dovetail to your KISS thing earlier that he, him and his wife were invited to see uh, KISS practice live recently because I guess he's friends with uh, Paul Stanley because they played on the KISS cruise. Right. And it was just him and his wife watching KISS play. He thought it was unbelievable. And then Paul Stanley threw a pick at him. Paul he, Stanley? He threw a pick at him, just like, you know, like just joking around. And he said the pick hit him right in the lip and cut his lip, and his lip started bleeding. So uh, Damn. I thought that was pretty cool, actually. Like, like it... Regular old guitar pick? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who, it's Kiss, so who knows? Maybe it's Razor Blades. I don't know. Man, Kiss really did it for me. They really ruined my life. Yeah. Gene Simmons, They Paul ruined Stanley. a lot of people's lives. You're, you're in good company. <sighs> they ruined Stephen Adler's life. He could, have been, he could have been a doctor. He could have been a lawyer. Instead, he played on one record, and then he became a drug addict. So what do you think? What kind of cash he pulled in for the royalties? Uh, so that record <laughs> sold a shitload of man. I mean, it's the highest selling debut record of any band ever, I believe. Like Even bigger than uh, Miley Cyrus's. And if he got, uh, I don't know, you, you, you probably get a fat check at least. I think at least a million dollars a year, just for doing nothing. Yeah. Well, then when you factor in like royalties to be paid off of tracks used off that album, wouldn't that also count? Yeah, but that they're like really careful about that record. They don't use. There's not many movies. Like I remember, oh, what movie was it? There was some movie that came out and uh, Axel wouldn't let them use "Welcome to the Jungle," and everybody in the band wanted to use it. They're was like, it the, with the Cliff? Wait, what's his name? Was it, it wasn't Lone Survivor. It was some. Uh, what's Clint it, uh, Eastwood. Clint Eastwood movie. Oh well, that movie is when it came out, dude. You're talking about the Deadpool. Yeah. Th but that came out in 1986. That's like when the record came out. I'm talking like after that, once the record blew up, like when's the last time you heard any of those songs in a movie? Like I guess Cheryl Crow covered Sweet Child of Mine for the, uh, the Adam Sandler movie. Um, but other than that, they're like pretty tight. You know, they don't really let that music be used for that many things. Right. Prince is like that. We'll see what happens. Taylor Swift. Once they run out of money, like, you know, <laughs> like Led Zeppelin at some point was like, all right, you can use, uh, you know, rock and roll for the fucking car commercial. We don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Cha-ching. Yeah, when you got to pay rent, you got to pay rent. True. But in theory, every time somebody at a bar plays uh, Welcome to the Jungle on a jukebox, every time at a football stadium they play Welcome to the Jungle, they should be getting money for that. That's not the reality of it, though. Um, they probably get some money for that shit. How would they know? Uh, that's, that's isn't ASCAP supposed to be like, doing that all the time for them? That's why lawyers have jobs. Yeah. That's why they call it a legal team. Exactly. <laughs> all right. We're going to try a new segment here on uh, Lori Days. I haven't thought this out, so bear with me. But it occurred to me a lot the last couple of years when I watched Back to the Future multiple times um, that everything in life really can be explained through an 80s movie. And there's so many times in my life where I'll be in a situation, I'm like, hey, shit, do that. That's just like in Back to the Future. And so I figured, why not pick an 80s movie every week or not and see what happens and just see how that might apply to, to real life. So the first movie I was thinking of is uh, let's do Karate Kid. I think Karate Kid's a good movie. Have you ever had a neighbor? When I got a Karate Kid, a few things. Number one, if you have an elderly neighbor who's going to take you under his wing, it could be a good or a bad thing. And in this case, it ended up being good. But Mr. Miyagi totally could have been a child molester, right? Yes. And so I kind of, I don't really know what to think about that. Have you ever had a neighbor, old neighbor, be like, hey, Chad, come over here. I want to show you something. Uh, that happened to me the other day. Really? Yes. Uh, my neighbor to the right, he's uh, an elderly. Not, oh, sorry, you're listening to me. I have the door open. He's not elderly. He's older than I am. He's a little older. So Senior he's, he's like 60s. <laughs> he's, uh, it's relevant to the story. He's a uh, homosexual. And he invited me over for uh, 
a sampling of, you know, something he's growing in his backyard. I'll just put it that way. So I declined. Uh, so maybe if he went through it, maybe he would have taught me some sort of Taekwondo moves. Maybe some yoga poses. Yoga poses? That sounds awesome, dude. Right. So, I mean, I didn't go through with it, but there is an opportunity for me to see what it's like to have a next-door neighbor take me under his bed. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. So that's one of the lessons of that movie. The, uh, the other lesson is... Well, John, you give John uh, oh, I'm sorry, John, John. John, did you ever have a neighbor to take you under his wing? Uh, no, actually, but now I feel like I missed out. Um, well, it's, like I said, there's basically a 50-50 chance your neighbor's a child molester. Yeah, that's well, what I'm saying. That's, the, that's like the, the elderly next-door neighbor and family guy. Like so, you know... The whole reason he exists be like the creepy, creepy, implicit, almost like depraved homosexual. So if, if Miyagi's on one side, <laughs> the guy from Family Guy's on the other side, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Polar opposites. Do you have any more examples, Mike? Yeah, well, the other thing that that movie, and I brought it up before, is in that movie, all the popular kids, they do karate, which I think is ridiculous. And there's another movie in the 80s where all the popular kids at the high school do skiing. And then there's another movie in the 80s <laughs> where all the popular kids in college are on the swim team. And like, what was the popular? I mean, I thought football was like kind of like the go-to, like, oh, you play football, you're cool. But like the 80s really fucked me up because... You know, like, what was that movie, uh, Back to School? Yeah. The guy has to do the triple Lindy? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> That's like a badass thing. Like, you can... St- I get no respect. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what planet is the swim team cool? I don't know. And so, the whole school gathered around that day to see the swim meet, and everybody's like, oh, it's such oh, a big dramatic shit. thing. And they're, like, talking trash in their Speedos. Like, yeah. Well, it's just like, uh, what, what's uh, Pitch Perfect? And, like, the acapella groups are, like, the cool thing. Like, where, where in life is that happening? Yeah. Yeah, realistically, in high school, it's whoever can get alcohol and or drugs. It's the cool <laughs> <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> like. John's mom, did you get that? John's mom, did you get that? Well, she is a product of, like, the 60s. Yeah. So she's I down. Mean, she's, she's down with the reefer. She knows of it. So, so, this, I don't think so this brings up uh, a lot of 80s movies. They talk about the cool kids at your high school. John, who are the cool kids at your high school? What were they up to? Well, let's see. Yeah, I mean, the coolest, the coolest, like, the like easily identifiable cool kids were all, like, athletes first. I mean, they were the ones who, because, I mean, like, you know, you played, ath- you played athletics, you were well-known in that sense, like, you were, I mean, because everyone went to the football games. Yep. And, and you represented, the thing was, it's also because you represented the school, like, on the public stage against other schools, too. So, like, you were key in winning, like, school rivalries. So that's what, I think that's what made, you know, football players. Which is actually a legitimate thing. That's a legitimate yeah. thing. It's just, like, you basically repped the school everywhere you went. And that was, like, major cred. So, like, in the case of the Karate Kid, it's, it's, it's a fucking karate tournament, right? Yeah. Actually, no, no. Karate Kid, it, it, it throws that, that whole uh, kind of thing out the window because Karate Kid is really, they're repping their dojo. Yeah. Within the same high school, there's like different competing dojos. Right. Cobra Kai just happens to be one dojo. There's a lot of them. All right. What was the name and, of it? And within Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai I bet, you, the, like, Cobra the, Kai. I bet the there's different kids from different high schools <laughs> that went to Co- were in Cobra Kai. So they almost were like. So it's like frats. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, yeah, the East, the East Side chapter of Cobra Kai. They're actually like Quaker pacifists. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so at my high school, uh, the cool kids. This is a true story. I'm not making this up. It's gonna sound made up, and you're gonna think I'm doing it to be a to wise ass or like a for for comedy. But I know this you're is on the, true. Yeah, go ahead. it's a true story. But hacky sack. So other sports, you gotta have like a really macho mentality. Be like, we're gonna get those fuckers. <laughs> and he listened to a lot of this '80s rock they were playing. For hacky sack, dude, how would you make a movie of that? Like, all right, man, we're gonna do this. What are they listening to? Like fucking Grateful Dead. The soundtrack is be Grateful Dead and Yes. And as soon as like a 14 minute Yes guitar riff <laughs> starts, everyone in the circles just stop and listen to it. For all of the 14 minutes, and then the movie will resume. I would like to thank Mike, my co-host, for coming out post-back surgery. Mike, thanks a lot for coming out, coming back. It's been a pleasure, all on this side of the bar, my friend. What a champ. And a special thanks to John. For some reason, he decided this would be a fun thing to do on a Sunday evening. Uh, Thank you so much for your uh, participation in Glory Days. My pleasure. A show dedicated to a time when rock stars roamed the earth. You know, we went a little off topic, but that's totes cool. Mike selected our ending song, Steel Panther. Steel Panther. Steel Panther Community Property. Thanks, everybody. Again, tell your friends about us. We'll be on SoundCloud for a while. One day we're going to make it up to iTunes, but we gotta, we're in the minor leagues now. we got to work out the kinks here. Yes, right.
Like the best Final Tap songs Final Tap ever made. I dedicate this to you, Laura. Well, maybe not. That's not the message I want to send to you. I think we should replace this guitar solo with a pitbull rap. No, bro. I love you so much it hurts from my head to my feet. I think of you when I can help but fondle my meat. I see your face every Mike, touche. That was, or not touche. Is that the word I'm looking for? Well played. <laughs> when well, in Rome. Well played, Mike. Seriously, what would be more fun than being in an 80s metal parody band? You could just write the most ridiculous shit. It'd be the best thing. We should do that. That's our next project. You got it? I'm in. All right. Yeah. We get to wear wigs, Mike. Wigs! I have several to choose from. So after this podcast, Mike and I will be choosing some wigs to wear for our new project called... To be continued. Oh. Bye, everybody. That's a lot of fucking pressure. <laughs>